Hey, you're listening to the Riverdale Podcast. This is episode number 225. My name is Jonathan. Welcome to lovely Riverdale, USA. This is a weekly Archie Comics podcast. We update every Saturday morning, and this week we are breaking up uh, breaking away from our normal format and bringing you the very first Riverdale Podcast Book Club episode. We've got a couple of special guests coming up later in the show. We're going to talk all about the first volume of the newly rebooted Archie comic. Um, so before we get into that, I'm going to talk about the book of the week. That's a comic book I read this week. Um, a, a new one, digital exclusive. I guess we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, exciting book for sure. Um, I'm recording the episode a little earlier than usual this week. I'm going to be out of town, out of the country uh, later this week. So next week, uh, we'll have a big catch-up episode with all the news uh, that came out this past week, um, as well as we'll be talking about the uh, solicitations, which came out uh, this past week. And also, we've got a voicemail um, hanging out, waiting for us to listen to. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode this week. Um, as you've already probably noticed, the length of this episode is super, super long, well over an hour. So we'll plan on catching up with all of the news next week. This week, we'll do uh, the book of the week and uh, our book club conversation, and then we'll get out of here and come back next week. That's what the show looks like today. Uh, before we jump into the show, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has pledged their support over at patreon.com slash Riverdale podcast. Every dollar goes to, uh, every dollar is hugely appreciated, goes to help out the show, goes to pay me a few bucks to put this show out for free every single week. I very much appreciate that. So a big thanks to everyone who's contributing. And if you're interested in contributing, uh, a monthly donation of a dollar or more every month, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash Riverdale podcast and do that. And everyone who contributes a dollar or more gets a, uh, a exclusive video, um, exclusive video content. Uh, folks can expect that in the coming week, their June video coming right up. So, uh, there you have it. Thank you guys so much. Let's jump right into it and get into the book of the week. Oh, man, you guys, book of the week. Uh, first of all, thanks for hanging with me through that intro. When I don't do the regular intro, <laughs> it just I just lose myself. Um, usually I'm just right on right on script with that intro. Um, hilarious. I just listened to it back. So <laughs> fantastic. Um, let's talk about the book of the week. Um, as I stated in the intro, we got a long show, so I'm going to break out the trusty timer, and I'm going to set that timer for five minutes. And we are going to spend five minutes talking about Life with Kevin, the brand new digital exclusive uh, from Archie Comics. Um, this is going to be, I guess, a, a bi-monthly book. I think it states at the end of the issue there will be a new issue in August. And this is, of course, The Continuing Adventures of Kevin Keller, um, written and drawn by uh, Kevin's creator, Dan Parent, um, friend of the show, dude who's been on the show, um, great guy, and uh, a, a dude who created this character, of course, back in the Veronica comic, was that issue 202, something like that. 
and uh, wrote and drew his adventures, almost all of his adventures since then. Uh, of course, all the adventures in his miniseries and solo book and all of that. And now we find Kevin in uh, in the, the quote-unquote real world, living in New York City, just post-college. Um, and it's a, it's a cool adventure. Uh, I mean, the book itself is really, really fun. Um, I like that it really shares a similar tone to the earlier stuff. Um, I think once you've, if you were to go through and read the, uh, the early issues or the trades of the Kevin Keller series and then head into this one, I think you would find the tone to be very similar. Obviously the art is very similar. Um, and it's just all the characters are a little bit older. So it's nice to actually get back to the Kevin book. This really feels like a return to form uh, for that comic book. If you've been missing the regular adventures of Kevin Keller, um, this is it. This is the book for you, for sure. Um, what makes this book a little weird, a little different, um, a little confusing, frankly, are a few things. Uh, first of all, it's a digital-only book which is kind of a drag. Um, I know Dan has mentioned in social media that it's going to be a digital book, which will then be collected into trades, which is good. It'll be good to have this book um, on bookshelves, in bookstores, in libraries, places like that. But I do miss the idea of having a monthly Kevin Keller book or a bi-monthly Kevin Keller book. Um, the other thing odd about this is the, the, the choice of coloring, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if this is a, a budgetary constraint or not, um, but uh, the entire book is done black and white, um, some gray tones, and uh, blues. So it definitely gives it a unique look, um, but it does leave me wondering whether um, the you know the page rate wasn't such that Dan could color it, or whether um, you know how much of this was a, a, budget, a budgetary decision and how much was an artistic decision. Um, that's the only really. That's the only thing that's really going to differentiate it from the uh, visually from the earlier books, if you were to sort of look at the trades altogether. Um, but uh, the creative team is fantastic, as I said. Uh, Dan Parent, um, script, pencils, colors, um, inks by Jay Bone, letters by Jack Morelli. That is a great team for sure. Um, and the lettering is pretty good too. I, I think that um, now that I'm looking at it, I'm realizing there are lowercase letters, which isn't always the case uh, with comics and the, uh, the typeface and the font is kind of a bold choice. And I love the, uh, the chapter headings. Um, this particular issue, uh, Kevin in the city, you're going to make it after all, parenthetically, maybe little, uh, Mary Tyler Moore reference there. Um, I won't give too much away about the story itself because I feel like a few folks might be kind of sleeping on this. Um, and I don't want you to, I want you to, to check this out. Um, I do think it's worth your time. And if you're someone who is not down with the modern books and the reboots, this is, is another slice of, of classic Archie. Even if it is, folks, a little aged up, this is a you know veteran Archie Comics creator um, writing Kevin Keller and writing, as we find out in this issue, uh, Veronica as well. So uh, there's my time. There's my five minutes on this week's book of the week. Uh, get this wherever you get digital comics. Um, you, you want this. You want to check this out. Even if you're not a digital comics guy, if you uh, are, are are wanting to see Dan Parent's work, are wanting to see the classic Archie House style, this is the place to get it. Uh, this week's book of the week, 
Life with Kevin number one. All right, so a few months ago, I got the bright idea to start doing book club episodes, um, having you, the audience, and uh, a few invited guests and myself all read a trade paperback and then convene on an episode and talk about it. So um, as I talked about at the top of the show, as I've been talking about for weeks, I guess, um, we're going to be talking about the new uh, reboot of Archie. We're talking about that very first trade, the very first six issues written by Mark Wade with art by uh, Fiona Staples, Annie Wu, and Veronica Fish. And I've invited along a couple of guests on the show this week. Um, Long-time listener, um, fan of the show, frequent guest of the show, John Troughton, as well as Barbara Ann. If you've been listening for a long time, um, you've heard both of these folks on the show before. Um, And we'll uh, talk to them, talk about them a little bit as we get into the episode. Um, But I'm very, very pleased to have them along um, and very excited to sit down and talk about this trade. So we'll jump right into it. Without further ado, Barbara Ann and John Troughton, welcome to lovely Riverdale, USA. Hello. Hello. As everybody knows, we're here to talk about the uh, volume one of Archie, the brand new reboot. I guess we're almost a year into it now, uh, written by Mark Wade. Um... With a number of different artists, and we'll get into all of that as we go. Um, first up, I thought we'd take a moment and just talk about almost like a like a where you were when you heard about this reboot hitting, because I feel like it was almost a year. It was maybe like eight months, eight or ten months. I feel like it was announced in like 2014, like, like New York Comic Con, and it was the summertime before we saw it. So um, I guess I'll point that question first at you, Barbara Ann. When you first heard about it, where, like, where were you? Were you excited about it? Was there trepidation? Like, what were your initial well, thoughts? Well, I don't remember where I was physically, but I remember I was on the internet. That's where I read about it, and I instantly, <laughs> <laughs> I want, I instantly wanted to look at the art that went along with it because I, uh, I remember they once tried to reboot reboot it with like realistic art, and I was never a fan of that one. So I kind of like just wanted to check out what the art was going to be like. I felt like that was my top priority, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Not that like – because Archie's got like a very distinctive style. So I feel like if you're going to mess with it, it has to be um, going in like a forward direction, you know. Like there has to be a merit to it. And I was very pleased with like the art that was re- – like there wasn't very much that was revealed at the time. Mm-hmm. But they were doing those variant covers, you know, and the variant covers were so popular and so nice. And I had actually been thinking to myself, like, these are beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I many. want a comic that looks like this. Yeah. So I think the art, like, that's what stands out to me from, like, my memories of first hearing that they were going to do this. So. And were you aware, had you been reading Saga or had you seen Fiona Staples' artwork before? I had seen Fiona Staples' work before. Um, and I really liked her and the fact that she was associated with it. Like I was drawn to like wanting to know a lot more about it. So yeah, Fiona Staples was, was absolutely a drawing point for me too. Awesome. Oh, what about you, John? Where, what were you, what were your initial thoughts? Um, a little nervous. Yeah. It's a, it was a big change and I mean, it still is. It's it still makes me wonder if it's sustainable because it's mm-hmm. done a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to a cartoon that just can kind of keep on going without aging or changing a huge amounts, huge amounts. Um, but, uh, and I don't remember where I was at. I, I, I have, I have no clue where that, uh, with that, but, um, you, you don't remember like a bunch of cars suddenly pulling over to the side <laughs> of the road or anything? I don't. The, I, I suppose I should, but, um, no, I like the artwork. I wasn't, um, I know some people that I spoke with were really, really, really worried about it. And it, it seemed interesting to me. And I guess they'd already laid out artistic changes with the Afterlife book. Mm-hmm. Where they'd already been doing much more realistic characters or at least a much different style of Archie characters. So so the fact that Archie in particular got um a really big new look um that didn't um shake me as much as it seemed to shake some other people um i think it was more the story what's going to happen with this and um the new look that you were talking about barbara ann a little bit ago yeah. I, I i like the concept behind that i didn't like the art that was associated with it and so i'd already thought that it would be kind of neat to um take some of the uh, less used characters and, and do them with a new, a new look of their own and a little bit more of a, I don't know, a degrassified or whatever mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 storylines and outlook and all that. So it was interesting that they did, essentially did that with the, the Archie characters, the main ones. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. if, you, if you look at a modern timeline – there's there's Archie before Afterlife and there's Archie like after Afterlife, which is an awkward yeah. statement. But like, um, <laughs> like you were saying, Barbara Ann, about the um, the variant covers, like that that's a book that famously famously came from a variant cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of decisions were made there that were really bold decisions that they could then. And then with it being such a success, they were sort of emboldened to take, you know, further steps and and, and do bigger things. Which I think they've been mostly successful at, you know. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of some of the more, um, I guess, experimental, you know, some of the changes that they've made. I haven't seen a whole lot of, like, like overall, it seems like it's been a really good thing for Archie Comics, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't like, I've, yeah, I've, I've read some of the stories and, and like wanted different things out of it, but I haven't like felt like they've come out with like a really bad comic or something like that. Like I haven't been like severely disappointed by anything that they've done by it. So like, I think that they're, I like that they are kind of shaking things up a bit over there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Sorry, John, I cut you off. No, you didn't cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so polite in Riverdale yeah I know exactly. for real I, I guess some of the fear going into it is that like if you are putting this modern spin or this modern look on the book does it then d- does it have sustainability is, does it, is it going to age well yeah which is always you know honestly um, I the same thing occurred to me because like I was reading through this trade and um just reading it all in a row instead of like as they staggeredly come out, mm-hmm. I was kind of struck by the fact that I kind of wanted more sub 
plots or maybe side plots because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I I kind of miss it being episodic a little bit, you know. And it's nice. so oh, I'm I, if I'm finding myself like wanting like more variety within the plot or within the story that like that makes me think that I I like a longer story worth a continuous plot is maybe not a hundred percent what I'm looking for in an Archie comic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. One of the things that I've liked because it's artistically different is seeing all the different characters um, outside of the main five characters or so. Um, and not a lot of them have gotten outside of Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead and Reggie and a couple of the others. A lot of the other characters really haven't had much opportunity to really do anything or to shine or or to fall. Mm-hmm. So it would be, it'd be yeah. nice if we saw a little bit more of that. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I found myself being like at the end, Betty is still like talking and hanging out with Maria and Sheila. And I'm like, yeah. they've been nothing but... <laughs> <laughs> They've been nothing but terrible to you this entire time. Like, yeah. there's they seemed just so two dimensionally shallow, and yet that's not addressed at all by any of well, the other characters. And yeah, and I don't know how much. I mean, I was thinking about those two characters in particular too, just because they're so differently written in the first issue. Yeah. Compared to the lipstick issue later on. Yeah, in fact, I was thinking back when I was reading how the lipstick incident plays out. I was like, so why in the first issue, which has happened after the lipstick incident, is Betty even talking to these two people? Exactly. Let alone them trying to get her to become homecoming queen. Like, or that they were, if they felt guilty, so into her. Thing, but we haven't heard anything about that. No. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love this. I love this so much. Okay, let's. I, I don't know. Do we want to go through it chronologically and start from the top? Or, um, I mean, I guess we're just sort of sort of diving in in general. <laughs> sure. I had to get my Maria Sheila, like. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say out. I like Sheila. <laughs> I like that they've, I like, well, going to the, the all the secondary characters or the third, what, tertiary, tertiary characters or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like Sheila as a, an extra. I've liked how they've incorporated her just because she's part of that new class that they introduced a yeah. few years ago. Uh-huh. And, but they've really made her into much more of a visible presence at Riverdale. And, and, and for the most part, I mean, for what she is, I've, I've, I've enjoyed her. I've enjoyed her, what she has done for the most part, outside of being mean to Betty. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I did like the there was one issue where like for a moment we got to see like when Reggie was trying to like break up Archie and Veronica. Like mm-hmm. we got to see a moment where Sheila was like showing off her fashion. Yeah. You know, and that I really liked. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird to like make a whole line based <laughs> on one of your classmates. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> But Especially with like, the outfit she chose. <laughs> <laughs> but like for the moment, I was like, "Yes, this is kind of this is what I've been wanting," you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I I loved the moment where she was falling down the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that one place this series has really excelled is like keeping the physical humor. 
Yeah. And being like a like a really really funny book, like mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of like like visuals as well. <laughs> like we're that. like where Archie's working in the ice cream store and everything's <laughs> and every, on fire. <laughs> everything's in flames. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. But yeah, to, to your point, I I like that Mark Wade came in and decided to diversify the cast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I mean, almost the only way to do that is to bring it, bring these you know background characters into the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's been fairly successful. But oh, totally. Um, but yeah, to your point, Barbara Ann, I. I, I, like you, am not sure how successful. I mean, this a, a long tor- term story like this works with these characters. I think that what you were saying, John, about these, you know, these characters getting some more, uh, you know, time in the spotlight and stuff, is the result of that of having a longer story where you can sort of introduce these characters as opposed to. We need to tell a story in five pages, so we we need to use these characters that everybody already knows, that you know fill a familiar archetype, that you know play a play a familiar role, mm-hmm. um, in order mm-hmm. to tell that story like efficiently and succinctly. Um, so when you have a longer story like this, you can bring somebody in and spend a few pages introducing them and, and telling the, the the audience what they're all about. Yeah. Well, I guess I just wish that they I don't know I guess I would just wish that they did that a little bit more yeah you know like yeah I think it would be I feel like I would have um, a better feeling about a continuous story if I had like subplots you know mm-hmm. like if other characters were off doing other things besides talking about Archie does that make sense like for an Archie comic that sounds really weird but like <laughs> <laughs> but like we're talking about how they're bringing more of these characters out into the forefront and they certainly are, but it's still all revolving around like why aren't Betty and Archie together? You know? Yeah. And I, I had forgotten with the, the recent issues dealing mostly around like Reggie and Archie, I had completely forgotten that that's where we started was with Betty and, and Archie's relationship dissolving and mm-hmm. all these like sort of machinations happening to try to make it come back together. I felt like that's been really dropped off in recent issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what are the things what are the things that they've they've kept and the things that they've changed basically? What are what are the things that you love about Archie Comics that are still present here and what are the things that you wish there were more of? Can I point that that a question at John? Well, well, I like Kevin there. Tony Topaz. That's got to be it. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I'm one of her few fans. I think. <laughs> so I was glad that she showed up in the second issue. I was like, yeah. I mean, she yeah, she's her own book. she's really been relegated to every. I mean, she's relegated to like being the person of diversity, the person of color yeah. in every single cover for like <laughs> yeah. three or for four years. Oh, so what, um, I don't know. You know, the, the one thing that, um, 
I'll tell you, the one thing that um, struck me reading through this is how much, and I hadn't noticed this, it's almost like Archie's always, you know, that third person or talking to the, the audience every issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's, and I don't know if, if it's, I haven't, I don't know how I feel about that. The more, more I think about it, I, especially if it, it takes away some of the realness, I guess that, that it seems like they're trying to create by, by having that, that ongoing narration, that whole, ongoing conversation with the reader but yeah is is that i was trying to remember whether that's continued into like the most recent issue is he is he still talking to the audience in the most recent issues i don't know i'm wondering if it's cut down a bit because i even the later episodes or issues that i'm looking at here i'm not seeing it as much yeah because yeah i was i had similar thoughts i was when i was reading those early issues um, I was, I was like, is this like a, is this like a Zach Morris thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, yeah. is, or is this like a, like a stage soliloquy kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what is trying to be accomplished with this? And there was one part that was really jarring because, uh, for the most part, he's speaking to you in the present tense. He's telling you what's going on presently and keeping you informed on what's going on. And there was one point in issue four where he he takes on a more like omniscient role where he's like um he he's in a certain situation and he's like oh i didn't you know little did i know what was going to happen later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm. oh that's really strange yeah i didn't notice that but now that you mention it i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> i um you know the one thing that's interesting as far as also that something that's continued, and I, I mean, it hasn't quite got there, but obviously it must get there at some point because they're going to have a book together. I mean, it's that relationship with uh, Betty and Veronica, but where Veronica got all sick over herself, and, mm-hmm. and it was really See, Betty. See, I that, loved that. Yeah, that, I mean, it was a really great s- scene, and it really planted seeds for that friendship, but it also planted seeds at the very end of it where she, you know, that, I don't know, what is, I hate that word, but front of me thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And I still haven't quite figured out how they're going to get to the point where they're supposed to be, you know, besties at some point, you know, because yeah, I, I they really that. haven't got there. I miss that because, like, I don't know. I guess I just have always really loved the Betty and Veronica friendship. Me too. Know? And, like, I was excited at first with the series to see, like, how it was going to develop. Like, how is it that they become friends after all of this? Mm-hmm. But I still don't know how it's gonna happen. No, it hasn't got there yet. I want it to happen, you know. That's that's almost something essential of the comics, you know. I mean, they're kind of that. Well, they're not even that way in the Jughead book, really, are they? So or it used to be. They used to like. They used to be really good foils, you know. Yeah. And part of the like awesome nature of it is that they like found friendship in in. Uh, where they didn't agree and when they where they did agree, you know, it's kind of like the opposite mm-hmm. of Archie and Reggie, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you just don't get that, and I miss it. I guess <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it not being there, but yeah, but I, I it it would be good to know that we're gonna get there. Yeah, I want to know that we're gonna get there because I don't know. I just well, I mean, it's it going on wrong. close to a year. I know it's going on close to a year. And they're still not friends. No, not really. 
Yeah, and in the original comics, when you see them, like, have to choose between their friendship and Archie, they're always like, bye, Archie. <laughs> Each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that would never happen in this universe. Like, no. that, I don't know. I just miss it. Yeah. Yeah, because some, some of the fun of the initial issues was... Like, how are they going to become friends? What's going on? Yeah, like, how, how, is, how is what's happening right now going to settle into the status quo that we want? And you see it when, when Veronica pukes on herself, and it's that perfect <laughs> moment where Veronica is larger than life and then is brought down to mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. And that's always great in these comics. And it's always supposed to be Betty who, like, reminds her, like, hey, you know what? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like... Yeah. And and Betty, I don't know. Betty seeing an opportunity in, in which yeah. someone, someone needs help. There's mm-hmm. a glimmer of it, and it's unsatisfying that it that that's just like a spark that is never mm-hmm. ignited, you know. So. And that was in what issue three, maybe three, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it isn't it isn't touched on at all. I don't think we even see Betty and Veronica have a conversation after that. No, not really. C- certainly not. That not not that type of interaction. Mm-hmm. It's mainly you know Betty trying to set Veronica up. Here's, Here's the, the qu- subsequent stuff. Is she? Do, do they even make appearances at each other's parties? Uh, Betty was gonna. Oh come yeah, to Betty is at Veronica's party. I was yeah. looking it up. Here's here's hmm. a question I didn't think of till now. Does this comic pass the uh, the Bechdel test? Oh. Oh. That's Why don't you define question. that? The, the, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the basic tenets are like, uh, are there, is there more than one female character? Do they have names? And do they talk, and about, do they... talk about something other than a man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't um, know that so, we've gotten there. So the first two, I think we've got for sure. There are lots of female characters. Oh, definitely. They're pretty, yeah, they're pretty well fine. defined. But With are names. they all just talking about Archie? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look through it right now because I don't want it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not the seeing the closest anything. that we have is probably right before Veronica gets sick, mm-hmm. and she's talking with uh, Sheila and Maria about oh, like about fashion and stuff. Fashion. Right? And yeah, well, I'm looking at it right now, and is it the one where Sheila's, like, in Betty's room, and she's playing video games, and Sheila's like, you gotta get dressed? No, the one I was looking at was in the cafeteria, where uh... she Veronica is introducing herself to Sheila. And... Oh, yeah. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they talk about common interests for... Six or, or eight panels. Not even that long. She, Veronica somehow managed to insult the others. <laughs> but yeah, oh, there's yeah. The... Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Veronica uh, compliments Sheila's blouse. And Sheila starts talking about... The fact that uh, she made it. Oh, and then they talk about the sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Two <laughs> topics. Ha! <laughs> so, but honestly, looking... Looking out, that's probably the only one I can find like that. Oh, no. Betty and Veronica talk about the puke in Veronica's hair. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We'll, we'll all sleep better tonight. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, so maybe we can all agree that, that Barbara Ann, I, I feel like your statement about wanting more subplots, I think, is... And then we'd get more of those third, you know, those, like, uh, background characters in mm-hmm. to the Yeah, like, like where's, where's Midge? Yeah, she, no, she's I, there was, like... She's appeared, like, in There was like one moment where, panels. in the foreground, which I'm glad that they kept people... Yeah, I'm glad that they've kept like characters like in the foreground saying something a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was always fun. But yeah, there's one point where Midge says something to Moose, and mm-hmm. I got like really excited for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then nothing. Yeah, I feel like there was um, in the first couple issues, especially the first issue, there was a real intentional showing yeah. of all these characters and mm-hmm. and their like slight redesigns and all of that. Um, then there's the um, the one where Archie's like he's got the job on the construction yeah. and everyone's like trying to keep him from getting hurt. Oh, mm-hmm. that's such, but... a, such a good like yeah. just physical comedy beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of that there, but yeah. So Milton and Moose, huh? Where's Midge and Moose? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Chuck, I don't think Chuck has one single I... line. Oh no, he does. I have not seen Chuck. No, there's there's another character with a name suspiciously like Chuck, but I oh, am Chunk. pretty sure it's not him. No, Chunk. no, yeah. no. The scene you were talking about with the the where they're trying to prevent uh, Archie from k- killing himself at work. Yeah, Chuck is in that one. Oh, is he? Oh, that's cool. He's with yeah. him, him and Nancy are there. Chuck is in that one. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't seen Trev oh, okay. since the early issues either. No. She kind of left him for that Saeed guy. Mm-hmm. But he yeah. did. Yeah. Um, uh, Trev can find another girl. Exactly. That's true. He's he's fine. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> um. Wait, so, so John, you mentioned Degrassi. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I haven't watched it. I'm a, so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Degrassi. I mean, I've watched, oh, the, I, I, watched I, the, I, I grew up on it. Yeah. I, I go way back to the kids of Degrassi Street. Back in the 70s. Awesome. The, the one from the 80s they used to show in my middle school health class. Like oh, the very really? special episodes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I have all, I have all the DVDs. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I, well, not the, not the, the newer crew, but oh, from just, the 80s. Just the 80s. 70s. Yeah. So, and I've seen most of the later stuff. So, so that, it, the few episodes, I had, a, I had an ex-girlfriend that was like super into it. And I've seen a mm-hmm. few episodes and what what came through to, for me with that was it was very soap operatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what defines for me a soap opera is a lot like what um, uh, Paul Kupperberg was doing in the Life with Archie book. Yeah. Is like, mm-hmm. here are, you know, maybe five or six plots. And we're going to spend a couple pages on each one just sort of checking in with the characters and see how they're doing and sometimes those will overlap or sort of dovetail into each other mm-hmm. but like you have all these different plots going on is that something you think that they could pull off here john i really do because one of the things that i remember from the show and particularly the earlier ones is you had a lot of these background characters and all of a sudden you'd have a couple of them that would rise up and become prominent for a while while you'd still have a a core group of students. And I really think that that could, that kind of feel could 
that kind of interaction um, and, mm-hmm. and evolution and all that could certainly work in a Riverdale Archie type book, especially like this. Now that you describe it that way, like it feels like Archie would lend itself really well to that because there's, oh, it, a, there's a deep well of like tons of awesome characters that they mm-hmm. can choose from with since, like pre-established relationships. and it, Yeah, exactly. And since yeah. they're playing it up with a little bit more realistic, um, I mean, not completely, but more realistic artwork and and trying to make them so they're in theory more um i don't know relevance the right word but I mean, you they, know they've said it in a, in a in a much more grounded world i think yeah so right. i mean it definitely could do that and that's kind of why i call it degrassified because they mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit more angsty with that relationship uh much more than it well maybe it may, in a different way than it was before you know not not so comical it's it's kind of sad i think you know Archie originally pining for Betty, and then then it all of a sudden switches, and now she's realizing what she missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's something could, that could be better served if there were more books, or like if the books were were lined up? I think if the books were in universe, like that would be not in universe. Sorry, but lined up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if we had crossover stories and um. I don't know. You know, the one thing I, I was forgot th- where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I was thinking about was honestly, I can't. Well, actually, I can't remember with the Archie books as much. Do they have they been with the the individual issues? Have they been doing the smaller reprint issues in those, or has that just been in Jughead? They do that in Archie as well. That would be in- interesting if they could, instead of doing the reprints. Um, if they could do short stories featuring some of the updated Chuck and Nancy, for example, or totally uh, mm. do do a story, do a short story about Kevin, Sheila, and Maria, right, or, or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea, especially if you had a different a different art mm-hmm. artist come in and do that. Oh, that would be really cool. Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't I don't generally read those. I do sometimes. I skim them, but a lot of times I don't. Hmm. That's super interesting. I just feel like I'm in I'm in a much different headspace. Like if I read an issue of Jughead, um, for whatever reason, I get to the end of it, and the last thing I want to do is read a, Sh- a Sam Short story, which is strange because <laughs> I want to read a Sam Short story every day of my life. <laughs> um, but for some reason, in, in I don't know, there are two two great tastes that don't taste great together. Well, I think it's a great idea. I think you should pitch it to Archie. I think I will. Maybe I'll. I could yeah, write. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You should draw him. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see my drawing. <laughs> 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 that would take Archie comics in a totally different direction. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> it feels very much like Archie is building these books like from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, or at least not the—I mean, not the characters and not the stories necessarily, but the publishing line. Like they, like you know, uh, we lost—you know—the Jughead book got canceled, the Betty book got canceled. Finally, they wrapped up Archie, um, and now they're building them back up really slowly. Mm-hmm. And that just—it makes any of these tiny missteps seem that much more significant or upsetting or whatever. Um, 
because there are so few books coming from the publisher. Is that something you guys would agree with? I can see that. Yeah, I could see that. When um when the new stories that you're limited to are, you know, just a handful of titles and then you get the trades, but those are those are its own little island, isn't it? The digest. It's, yeah, yeah. The digest, sorry. That's what I meant. But it just seems like, yeah, I mean if that's if that's all you're getting, that's what you have to focus on. That's what you're going to be critical of. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how much time all of you spend on, like, ArchieFans.com. <laughs> but, like, there's a very vocal group of folks that, like, are are not thrilled uh, with the reboot whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get into a situation like I was rereading issue four, the issue that Annie Wu came in and did a fill-in, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge visual departure. Um, it, I don't know how you guys felt about that issue, but um, you know Annie Wu's line is very different than Fiona Staples. Yeah, um, and the fact that. It, the, all of the same, all of the, uh, the rest of the crew was the same, the colorist was the same, the letterist was the same, um, just really pointed out all those differences. Um, and it's something that I enjoyed reading when it came out, and then looking at it in the collection, it seems really jarring and a little out of mm-hmm. place, And which is something you could co- sort of shrug off if it weren't the only Archie book coming out like exactly. in, in that particular month. Um, mm-hmm. wh- how did you guys feel about um, Annie Wu's art? Barbara Um, I'm just turning to that page right now. Yeah, do trade it. in front of me. I'm trying to locate it. I, you know, I I felt like I liked it, but you're right. It um, you come to me second. I kind of want to compose some thoughts about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I of the three, I didn't. I liked it the least. And, um, but on the other hand, I mean, there were pages that I really liked of it. Like, um, the one where Betty is, I don't know. There's this one scene where Betty's at the mall with Sheila and, um, I don't know. There's just this one picture of Sheila that just keeps on jumping out at me that I, I just really love where she's like kind of screaming into the cell phone and, I, I like that, but a lot of the book I just didn't like. I think it was a nice transition, though, for the uh, switch over to Veronica Fish. Yeah, because they, in some ways, they have a lot of similarities. It's yeah. just slightly different. So I think, if nothing else, it was a nice transition t- to that. But especially when you're coming off of um, Fiona Stables, it was it was it was uh, much more of a much more of a change, I guess. Yeah, I I feel like Annie Wu had. I mean, there was no winning. I mean, I feel like there was. It was well, such yeah. a hard position she was going into, um, because you're you're drawing these characters as they were established by someone else, mm-hmm. right? They, they were reinterpreted by someone else, and then you're coming in and deciding to what extent you're going to copy that person's style, like how that's going to work. And especially knowing if you're coming in, knowing you're going to do just one issue, like 
you know, right. how much time are you going to put into figuring out what all of these folks look like and, and uh, you know, redesigning a redesign? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see how that would be like a huge artistic challenge. There was um, there was a page of art that I did want to talk about because I just absolutely loved it. And it is when Betty slashes Archie across oh. the face with her yeah. lipstick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the final pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of liked how her style, her style is a little bit more like, kind of reminds me a little bit of a sketchbook where the lines yeah. are a little bit more sketchy. Yeah, and yeah. not sketchy like weird, but like... yeah. <laughs> I think it lended really well to that like moment of like anger and like instability and stuff like that. And actually now that I think about it, um, I kind of like that that is the art style for a episode or an issue, I guess, where things are starting to unravel and we're seeing them from another perspective. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah. And with, and with this issue anyways, it's, it's the other the on on either end they were more arcs whereas this one's just kind of more of a more of a standalone issue than some of the other ones so oh absolutely definitely it was a good good timing i guess but i i I like the idea of what you were just describing is kind of um how how you were describing it's kind of like a sketchbook or or whatever i mean and 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 how that particularly with that lipstick scene how that really did her style actually did um facilitate it well yeah and yeah i mean in this whole oh sorry go on no go ahead oh i was just gonna say in the entire trade when you look at it all at once the two pages that i looked at the longest were or i guess the three pages i looked at the longest were archie's first concert veronica mm-hmm. puking on herself and then this <laughs> one particular page mm-hmm. and really just the like to like the top two thirds of it. So, yeah, the, the two things that I specifically loved about um, Annie Wu's issue was uh, the fact that she can draw a drum set. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Like I, <laughs> I, I've played drums since I was young, and like the number of times I've seen, especially like the old Josie and the Pussycats issues. They're just sort of like a like a disparate sort of collection of drums that someone's sitting behind <laughs> or something. Um, They're so, vaguely floating next to each other. Yeah, yeah. There's always like <laughs> that one tom that's just like not held up by anything <laughs> and stuff. Um, so I was really, really excited. I'm always excited when I see a drum set. That, I mean, I couldn't draw a drum set, so I'm not I'm not throwing too much shade. Um, and also in the mall scene, there's a little um, Daria and Jane cameo. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally wait, missed wait, wait. that. Oh my gosh. I'm I totally right missed that. Yeah, I, I love this it. issue now. I love it so much. <laughs> and they're That's walking awesome. they're walking really close together in this way that makes me think they might be holding hands, <laughs> which is even cooler. They're like shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> oh. More of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more cameos. <laughs> um, uh, there were also a few things that... Okay, I've got a couple things. Here we go. Here we go. Um, All right. They mention... At one point, they called Veronica a reality TV star. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if yeah. that's just making like a comparison or whether that's like a like a pejorative that you could throw at someone. Of like, I wonder the reality. same. I wondered the same thing because like in the first issue, she's like super famous. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows who she is. The news is there. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows her name ahead, like ahead of time, and not just because it's someone moving in, you know. Um, and then the issue is completely dropped. Yeah, from that point on. And there's a moment where she, there's a, a a part where she's in uh, in like a therapy session or a counseling session, and it turns out that they're writing her memoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In and not in yeah. like not entirely like a self involved way. I got the impression that like they were writing it like for a publisher specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it said something like the publisher's paying for Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Know. Yeah, I So got yeah, the... so I was I got the impression she was famous. Yeah, I did too. But not like for anything they've addressed. <laughs> really. <laughs> Or yeah. they just kind of danced but around. She's decided to not be famous or something. Well, yeah. no. I, yeah. Well, I guess they didn't really go into it here, did they? I mean, no. it was her dad. Yeah. It, I mean, is she famous in like a like a Paris Hilton like socialite kind of way? I mean, I, I assume they so. They make like Kardashian, Kardashian and stuff like jokes. That. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean. But it could mean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so vague. But yeah, former reality TV star. And I, I, I don't see, I, right? I don't see Archie, especially in that context. I don't see him, to her face, you know, making light of, you know, making a joke about something like that if it wasn't like vaguely real, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially since she seems to have like, that seems to be part of her meltdown in the bathroom, you know, that she's the center mm-hmm. of attention. Yeah. So, like, Archie, who cares about her, wouldn't, like, necessarily make a... I mean, maybe he would make a joke about it. This is Archie. But <laughs> but it would be it would be played off as, like, a whoops type moment. Mm-hmm. That'd make a great episode of the Kardashian show. If one of them threw up all over themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you wait long enough. Well. I'm sure I'm, I've, I've never watched the show, so. I mean, yeah. I, I wonder if there's like a clause in the contract that they <laughs> <Could> can't. Cannot <laughs> vomit on so. <laughs> also, the the discussion of Betty and Sheila. For some reason, I don't know where I got this. I thought that Sheila was living with Betty. Oh. <laughs> uh, is it because? Is it because Sheila just like happens to be in Betty's hallway when she kicks <laughs> Trev out of his room? Yeah, yeah. kind of. That's- that I didn't think that she lived there, but that did strike me as very odd, and mm-hmm. that would explain it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whether I made that up in my head or something, but I think you made it up. Yeah, I think I, I, up. Think, <laughs> I think I must have made it up because when I read through, I was like, "Oh, they didn't mention all that stuff about how Sheila lives in Betty's house." <laughs> There's. I'm looking at it right now, and <laughs> Betty kicks Trev out of her room, and Trev's walking down the stairs as Sheila's walking up the stairs, and in mm-hmm. the background, there's a framed photo oh, yeah. in a staircase of Betty and Sheila. Look at that. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the that's the the protoplasm from which I grew this ridiculous <laughs> idea, I guess. Well, and once again, know. once again with that lipstick issue, it doesn't make sense. Right. Oh yeah, let, let's get into that. What are the what are the inconsistencies there? 
Well, I think well, one of the inconsistencies is that Betty <clears throat> is fighting this makeover so much. Mm-hmm. When um, you see it in, I guess, the issue we were just talking about where Sheila moves in. But um, <laughs> Betty Betty is the kind of girl where, like, when she wants to, she knows how to dress up. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She likes to dress up to, like, make a splash at a party or something. So, like, I, I, like was she just fighting it because... I don't know. Like, it seemed weird that she was fighting it. And then also, like, later on is putting herself together like this, mm-hmm. you know. That struck me as kind of weird. Um, especially since, like, in the issue itself, and don't get me wrong, I actually really like that the reason why um, Betty has this anger moment is because Archie is not accepting, like, that she might be a complex person. Yeah, that mm-hmm. likes both of these things. So, like, it seems to me like it would make more sense for her to consistently like like both of both to dress up and not to dress up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. It just seems weird that like she's fighting it in the middle of it. That seems a little out of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Oh, go ahead, John. Unless maybe she's just reacting the way you react when uh, teenage girls are mean to you and you're a teenage yeah. girl. Yeah, I, I, in in my mind, the big inconsistencies. You've got that lipstick issue in four, which is a prequel, and it wasn't set that far in the past. No, it's and, like a week before something like the that, beginning yeah. of the events. Yeah, and the girls are just awful to her, and and then of course the making her a project, and you know, I mean, I guess she continues to hang with them, but I mean, certainly, I wouldn't. I would hope that she wouldn't think that they're now best friends, and then they're you know essentially they're just. You know, that, well, you got Sheila basically coming in and out of Betty's house all the time now, you know, yeah. shortly after, even though she'd been just horrible. And, and and if you think about it, I mean, she really only was, you know, getting into Betty's life because she liked Archie. Yeah, wasn't the, like, Archie caught them, like, shit-talking, or sorry, uh, <laughs> poop-talking Betty... <laughs> Uh, but like um, when when he's mad like I'm looking at it right now mm-hmm. Sheila says this is awful the last thing I want to do is make Archie mad Yeah. and Mar- <laughs> she says me too he's so popular right <laughs> huh. and then that's like the extent of their conversation of why they have to fix this Yeah. is because Archie's popular mm-hmm. like yeah. not even anything about Betty yeah there's there's part of me that just stubbornly doesn't want Betty to have any flaws. <laughs> that like, that like, <laughs> I love Betty so much, and I I really feel like, like Betty and Archie are very similar in that they're, uh, I mean they're always down to help out, and they're very selfless people. Yeah. The difference being that like Archie like has n- no finesse and like can't get out of his own way, <laughs> and that like Betty <laughs> is like, um. I don't know, just like a very poised, very capable person. Yeah. Um, See, I kind, I kind of like the early Betty, where she was a little bit more psychotic sometimes with her fascination with Archie. A little bit more like Veronica. Yeah, except less, you know, not so glamorous. And, right, and, right, right. And, but, uh, but the way that she's evolved over the years, definitely, she's, um, 
much more put together um, that way. So, I kind of like I like a well-rounded Betty. Yeah, no, I'm not saying Betty shouldn't have flaws. Nope, nope. nope. I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm saying I don't want her to. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a subtlety there. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that like everyone is talking about something called the lipstick incident, which is something that Archie Comics as a as a publication really wanted to blow up as a hashtag, which I don't <laughs> think it quite got there. Um, but to have something like that be such a like a, a nuanced and like um and subtle exchange mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Uh I mean when you talk about, you know, the, the quote unquote lipstick incident, you're thinking of like you know, somebody tripped or someone made a mistake or someone showed up at the wrong place or like you know, you're you're looking for something that's um like Or that he cheated. Oh yeah, yeah, or just something that's like quintessentially Archie Comics, yeah. like something something big and bold. So it was it was interesting and really really nice for me to have it be um, just Archie and Betty, like having you, growing you, pains in their relationship yeah, and just not, yeah. having, having not their, knowing how to move forward. Yeah, like it having their relationship kind of change. It made him seem kind of like I don't know. Like, obviously, they're teenagers, they're in high school, but it seemed like much more of like a, you know, that's why high school relationships end when they're Mm -hmm. not melodramatic is that, Mm -hmm. you know, people change and Mm -hmm. they develop and they, you know, are you're kind of discovering who you are. So I kind of I liked that. It was a Degrassi moment. I think. I I was particularly struck by that moment. in, in reading this collection altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up the hashtag thing with the lipstick incident. Mm-hmm. And I had totally missed the end of that first episode where Archie's talking to the audience and trying to get him to <laughs> like, talk to Archie. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> but they, they repeated that later on with, uh, I forget what the hashtag was, but um, where there was Reggie's secret and oh, they wanted people yeah, to tweet yeah. out, you know, hashtag what did art what did reggie do or whatever you know do you feel like that was an editorial thing do you think that mark wade wrote that into his script uh maybe uh, it seems more editorial (laughs) yeah i would think so yeah yeah (laughs) it definitely seemed out of place yeah yeah and that's i mean something that i've talked about on the show kind of ad nauseum is that like i love that Archie comics of any era or like a little time capsule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like when you read an Archie comic from like 1968, it is, it feels like 1968. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering how these are going to age. And if in five years, whether that's going to feel like really quintessentially 2015, <laughs> I like, have, <laughs> I have these, um, I have a copy of this, uh, old Archie comic from like, I don't know, the 70s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a one-page strip where Betty and Veronica are arm wrestling over Archie. And he's like, I'm not John Travolta, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I 
saw that it had um, they had reprinted it in a digest a couple of years ago, and the only thing they had changed was that it said, "I'm no Justin Timberlake," but it was like the exact same everything—the art, the coloring. I was just like, "Oh my god, it's right there! It's right in front of me!" I love it. I know. So we're gonna have to wait and see what uh, what what overcomes the hashtag culturally to see how they switch this up in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can send me a telepath message. Yeah. <laughs> Set your microchips in your brain to yeah. frequency. Totally. Um, okay, so if we if we start to wrap up what are what are the things what are the things we haven't gotten to yet that you guys want to touch um, on or, or things anybody got a list? I have I like Reggie. I like that Reggie's starting to get towards the end of this and then it I know that it continues forward into future subsequent issues mm-hmm. that Reggie um gets a lot more involved, I guess. Um whereas mm-hmm. he's really fallen out you know it, Whereas this one, he's not just this nasty, mean guy. It gives you a little bit more understanding of where he's coming from. I mean, he's still not a nice guy, but he's uh, um, certainly not a background character, I guess. Which Yeah, they're talking about his to home do. life a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we're getting more Reggie. Um, <laughs> we got the Machiavellian Jughead early on anyways. Yeah. I love that. I love how just gaunt he is. Like, I just feel like his, he just, he looks, he looks real thin. Yeah. I feel like, um, besides the rich kid backstory, I feel like Art, um, Jughead is like the most consistently similar, but still unique to like the old Jughead, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he's still indifferent. He, but at the same time, he cares, but he's got kind of like a hands off approach. You know, mm-hmm. he's so kind of like aloof. watching. Yeah, he seems very aloof and nonchalant, but like he burns the like extra Archie votes and stuff like he still mm-hmm. puts his hand in it. And I just feel like he's, you know, very much it's very much the jughead that you've always loved. You know, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of deviation from that. Am I wrong or no, I agree. No, okay. I think. I think especially with the the Jughead book, which in the trade here, we actually have the first issue of that. That book, he seems the least, he seems almost almost identical to how he had been before. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you have a little bit of a, I don't know, a a gut feeling difference, you know, in the Archie, in the Mark Wade, how Wade writes them. Mm -hmm. But but no, I, I agree with kind of how you've described him, Barbara Ann. Um, yeah. I, I also love that when he was a kid, he was chubby. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, like, a fancy hat. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, lo- I, like, I like the fact that, like, Jughead's metabolism would sort of work in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, as he got older, he would metabolize food better. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> he would just he just he defies so much logic like up on my wall or something <laughs> i just want to get a butler someday who just follows me around with a tray full of burgers <laughs> 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 like jughead has <laughs> oh, that's the life right yeah 
I guess there's a couple more things I want to hit. One is that, like, um, do we feel like this series is new reader friendly? Do you feel like you can mm. take this? Do you think it, it's... I mean, I I think we all kind of agree, and maybe we'll talk about this a little more, like, we agree that uh, this book is successful. Mm-hmm. Like, that oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good read, and it's doing... Uh, it's doing justice to the characters while changing things around a little bit. But um, do you feel like you could hand this to a child or or a teenager or someone who, who's not familiar with the characters? Oh, yeah. I would have eaten this up when I was, like, 12. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I could easily hand it to, you know, a fifth-grade girl or a sixth-grade girl or something. And be like, here, I recommend this. You'll yeah. love it. I really do. And um, I don't know exactly why, but I mean, I could picture myself at that age reading it, but I was myself at that age already reading Archie comics. So maybe mm. I'm not like the best yeah. case I, study to be looking at. I mean, I was the kind of kid that really got into the, the minutia of continuity and all that. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of like that thing. And so nowadays where they cancel a book and start it fresh so that they can bring in new people so they don't feel left out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily relate to that as much. But um, mm. I can see where it, – it's the same thing with Life with Archie. I love that book. Mm-hmm. But the further out you got, it's – I could see where it would be problematic to – get people in and if you have these long arching storylines especially involving just a couple you know a handful of people yeah and i could see where that would be um difficult to to break into that's a really good point because i guess i was thinking that i would hand trade this trade to a child and be like here here's your introduction to comic books but um but i don't know if i would you know, hand issue seven in yeah. the middle of a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're kind have of, to start. I was just going to say they're, they're kind of separate stories, but kind of not. Yeah. You know? not, yeah. Yeah. So not, not unlike the entire comics industry, we have no idea how to draw children into comic books. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson to take well, from this. To be, to be honest, like, probably one of the reasons why Archie's were the first comics I got into as a kid is because, you know, I didn't have like a reliable disposable income or anything. Mm -hmm. And Archie's, you can pick up any Archie from any era and not have to catch up with a story. So like as much as like, I can see why like people are gravitating away from that. If you're trying to get children into it, it seems like not a terrible approach, Mm -hmm. you know? These aren't, this isn't a demographic that really necessarily has the resources to like have a box at a comic book store or something. Yeah. But that's my two cents. Okay. So let's, let's go around, um, uh, just to wrap things up. What do we, where, what are the, what are the questions? The questions are, um, what's the thing we like most about this reboot, this trade? Um, what's something we hope to see down the line? Um, John, you want to kick us off? Um, I love 
honestly, I love Fiona Staples' artwork. I mm-hmm. think she did an excellent job of recreating the characters, giving them new looks that are just really beautiful. Um, and really, I think just in general, just setting things up in a good way. Um, and I like, I like Jughead a lot in these books. Um, really, it's an Archie book, but I, I love Ar- I love the way Jughead's done here. Yeah, there's no Archie without Jughead. And what Jughead. was the second question? <laughs> second question is what do you what do you most want to see um, in in future issues or or down the line in the publishing line even? What do you hope for Ooh. for the future? Um, I think it's something. Well, it's that. I think I want to see how they're going to get that Betty and Veronica over the hump into. So they're just not always basically a female version of Reggie and Archie. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, actually enjoy each other's company while still having competition about certain issues that they're feeling strong about or about Archie himself or whatever. I, I, I want us to get to that point and figure out how they're going to do that. All right, Barbara Ann. Yeah. John uh, pretty much stole mine. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I take it back. A new one, quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, Jughead is a favorite. Uh, he always has been. I think he always probably will be. Um, I like that there. I do as much as I have been bashing Sheila. I do like that they're bringing in like characters into the fold that. Uh, didn't get a lot of page time before mm-hmm. or not not a lot of characterization like just because they did not get a whole lot of characterization in like the trade that's the setup to the series like I get that I understand that um, and in that vein I'm hoping that in the future we get um, a little bit more characterization for these you know awesome side characters that you know, maybe not even characterization, but just like more page time for some mm-hmm. of these side characters yeah. that I always really enjoy when they get like a like a wisecrack on the side or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and also Betty and Veronica should be best friends. Yeah, maybe there should be an issue where they like have to go camping together or something, and then they like learn to survive. And then they have to depend on each other. It's going to be so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, what if they just re- redid that great issue where they had the car crash? Oh. Do you remember the car crash issue? I don't I know. What happens in that one? Oh, my gosh. Um, they, they get in, like, a like a real deal, like, car wreck. I feel like – I don't want to misattribute it, but I feel like Jeff Schultz drew it. It was uh, – I don't know. It was, I feel like it was in the time that I've been doing the show, but I might be – I might be out of line on that one. But, um, but yeah, they like had to like work together. Now we're not remembering it very well. But oh my gosh, I liked it so much. I have to find it. If I figure well, out what it is. Well, then that's the one they should do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, to answer the question myself, I would say that what I like most about it is, is the comedy and the like the visual gags. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So much. Um, it, it was. I mean, it was brought up earlier in the conversation. Um, the whole montage where Archie's friends are trying to keep him from <laughs> from just like dying while he's working on the construction site <laughs> are really, really good. And uh, Mark Wade 
um, writes these gags that like come in like threes or fours that are really really nice. It'll be like you know we talked about the the flaming uh, ice cream cooler. Yeah. There were like three or four like jobs that he had. He was like waxing the floor at a retirement home. And there was just a woman in the background with a walker like in midair. Like I think that these books are like really, really funny. And they're funny in this way that like um, that that pulls from like sort of classic, <laughs> classic humor comics and classic humor comic strips and things like that. I just um, went to look at that page. <laughs> and yeah. you got the wheelchair that's like spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. And like, I feel like we've, we've never really seen prior to this scene, Fiona Staples do like, you know, like, like slapstick, like funny ha ha stuff. Mm -hmm. And she really, really nailed it. Um, <laughs> and maybe my, my hope for the future is a little too broad or too like grandiose, but like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, a time when there is like a real stability to the line yeah. when things aren't changing and books aren't late. And like, you know, I, I believe, mm. I mean, this book, this book and Jughead have come out consistently on time. They're on a six week schedule. Um, but I'm just, I'm dreaming of having a publishing line as strong as, as the books we have now, but to have four or five of them coming out monthly <clears throat> um, would be amazing. Um, yeah. cause I, I yeah. really, I miss that time when I go through my back issues, like I'm definitely like drawn to like, even when I started doing the show, when you had Archie and Betty and Veronica and, uh, Archie and friends and Jughead and like, you know, it just had a, a wider line. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get there because I have such skepticism of like, like I know that Betty and Veronica, the new series is going to come out in July. But mm -hmm. I'm so skeptical that we're going to get the subsequent issues yeah. like, mm, in a timely yeah. manner. And I just, I want, like, in my heart to, like, feel it and know that, that they're, they're going to, to, to show up and happen, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Okay, so can we, we, can, we can give uh, this trade paperback, Archie Volume 1, uh, a thumbs up all around? Oh, definitely. Two thumbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs and a toe. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, okay, let's let's wrap it up there, I guess. Uh, John, we'll find you at johntroughton.blogspot.com. Um, tell us a little bit about that. What do we need to know? You need to know that I try to write something once mm -hmm. a day. And it <laughs> might be a comic book stuff it yep. might be squirrel girl it might be about uh my dogs awesome. it might be about iowa but i try to do something something that interests me and hopefully interests somebody else that's awesome all right and barbara and we're going to tra track you down at uh at ba babs blogs let me say that properly <laughs> at babs blogs um yes. on twitter um what do, what, do, what do we need to know um, I am trying to get back into writing. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Cool. Right? Well, yeah, if anybody listening needs a writer. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for plugging me. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's um, summer, so I'm going to have a long break, and I am hoping to get some creative juices flowing, some writing stuff. Jonathan, you should let me know if you 
want to collaborate on anything cool plug plugging myself out there yes and we will i mean i i have to imagine that both of you will be back uh this summer for future uh book club episodes if you're interested oh please yeah this is yeah totally okay well thank you guys for being a part of the the inaugural riverdale podcast book club Woo! it's been thank you it was fun yeah love it All right, one last big thanks to John and Barbara Ann for being part of the show this week. Uh, there it is. That's our, our very first book club episode. Uh, we'll be doing some more. So if you've got thoughts on how this one went, how it could go differently, what you'd want to hear more of, less of, get in touch. Let me know. It's a new format, something we're experimenting with. Um, and that leads me right into the next thing I wanted to say, which is all the ways that you can get in touch with the show, Podcast at yahoo.com. That is the email address if you want to get in touch. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+, uh, Tumblr, all that stuff. Um uh, yeah, get in touch. Let us know what you think of the show. Send in any thoughts or questions, comments, whatever. You can also send a voicemail to uh, call in, leave a voicemail at 573-427-2443. That's 5734-ARCHIE. This show updates every single Saturday morning. Uh, it has for the last four and four years and in, in a couple of months now um so you can listen to us on stitcher you can head over to riverdalepodcast.com every week to catch a brand new episode or you can subscribe on itunes that's the best way to find us subscribe on itunes um new episodes will update every single week uh, right to your device of your choice um and uh if you are listening on itunes uh do please write a review reviews are super helpful in finding uh, helping other people find the show so there it is um we'll leave it there as i said at the top of the show uh get ready for a big uh a big show next week as well as we uh we catch up on news and new releases and all that good stuff um probably breaking format for the third week in a row to talk about a bunch of new releases that have come out uh, so, until then, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to all the Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash Riverdale Podcast. Um, I appreciate all of you listening every single week. It's a pleasure to make the show for you. I'm glad you enjoy it. My name is Jonathan, and I'll see you again next week right here in lovely Riverdale, USA. Riverdale.